At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you diving in headfirst into NFL, my friend. You got to love it, right? James Salinas and I, NFL every week here on the Pro Football Blitz on VSAN and VSAN.com, the Sports Betting Network. In the last segment, we were going over our best bets. And just to recap those, uh, I am on the Saints plus six. I still think it's okay at plus four and a half. I do have a two-team money line parlay on the Eagles and the Broncos, and then a two-team six-point teaser on the Panthers up to nine and the Titans up to eight and a half. Uh, James, you were on the Bears plus four and a half. You bought a little hook there. Uh, did the same thing with the Steelers up to plus four and a half. You were on under 51 points between the Titans and the Colts. That's also juiced to minus 115. And then Washington and Denver, you're at over 44. We begin the afternoon schedule here of the Sunday card in the NFL, and we'll get to a few of those games that were involved in our best bets. But we're going to start in the Pacific Northwest where the Seattle Seahawks will host the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seattle has lost three in a row, all in prime time. Now they get a traditional start time on Sunday, and the Jaguars are coming off of a bye, and also their first win in 20 games. Uh, I did make a play on the Seattle Seahawks here, James, at minus three. We've seen it creep up to three and a half. I made this line seven, and then in my subsequent number crunching, I came up with seven again, and then also four in favor of the Seahawks in two out of the three cases, better than a three-point difference from the actual line. So I thought uh, Seattle should uh, be ripe for a bounce back here. I don't see Pete Carroll losing another game again on his home turf. Uh, we've seen the market again, follow suit up to three and a half. Now are the Seahawks currently they're laying uh, three and a half to Jacksonville. And then your total James currently at 44 and a half. Where do you stand on this one? I'm with you. The Seattle sitting at three and a half as well. I'd, yeah, Jacksonville, the, you talked about they won their first game in 20 games. Well, then their season's complete. They got what they <laughs> wanted. They're not going to be one of the few teams that goes winless during a season. So you can scratch that off for the Jacksonville Jaguars. We just have the Detroit Lions remaining to try to find a win sometime this year. But, yeah, for the Seahawks, obviously we know the injuries there with Russell Wilson and Geno Smith back behind be, behind center. And just thinking about last the last couple games now, they played – it's been a tough – schedule for the Seattle Seahawks and yeah they're 0-3 at home 
thinking about who else they've played and some of the games that they've had to compete with on the road, tough schedule for the first seven games here. And now I guess my only concern is, is how beat up and how licked is this team on the offensive side? I think Brown is going to be banged up on the offensive line. We know that, that it's back to Collins running the football, though. Man, Alex Collins took some shots in that game against the New Orleans Saints. That was a really fun Monday night football game, especially if they had the under. That was fun. <laughs> Just seeing some smash mouth get after it and let's go put a hat on somebody and put some crack. Both teams were really hitting. I think those safeties were coming down. Diggs and Adams were throwing some blows. And, and it was very testy, and it was a fun game to watch. It just find it's, it's good to say I know everybody wants to see points on the board in a 13-10 to 10 game. Yeah, that's not exciting, but the physicality of the game is what I really appreciate and the intensity and the emotion that we see. That's my only concern with the Seahawks. Will we see that same level of emotion? I suspect we will because they're sitting at 2-5 and five and 0-3 oh and, and their schedule is slipping away. You know, their season is slipping away from them. We've still got a couple more weeks before Russell Wilson can actually be eligible to get back out on the field and perform. Now, whether he can or not, depending on you know how quickly he heals, that's another thing. But I think the energy will be there just because of what's been going on with the Seahawks and where they currently stand so that's where with the Jaguars I mean what are we going to say about the Jaguars outside it's just a rebuilding team it's a bad football team everywhere around there's nothing that I can see here and look and crunch numbers crunch players crunch the coaching staff anything I'm betting against the coaches on the sideline for the Jacksonville Jaguars here uh, it's I don't want anything to do with the Jaguars going into this spot against really it's kind of a banged up Seattle team but it's also a very hungry Seattle team looking for their first win at home Agreed. You know, I, I think uh, it's kind of worn off the fact that Russell Wilson is gone now and now they are back to reality here and, uh, you know, they're starting anew. And, you know, there was, you know, we were kind of playing off of the loss of Wilson when they went to the Steelers. I thought they'd really rally the troops. They did in that game. And then I thought they had a real tough task against the New Orleans Saints. They definitely showed up. Like you say, that was a great physical game to watch uh, on both sides there. But now we're, we're kind of reset. And, and this is obviously NFL going forward without Russell Wilson for the Seattle Seahawks. They have lost three in a row. I don't think Carroll puts up with it, uh, losing again at home. And I think they get this one done over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are actually pretty decent at the line of scrimmage. You might see a good physical test at the line of scrimmage once again here, James, but that pass defense for Jacksonville is absolutely awful. We'll see if that opens things up for Geno Smith. Interesting to note, Jaguars passing game coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. He was Seattle's offensive coordinator from 2018 to 2020. He was fired after setting a franchise record for points scored with the Seahawks last season. Jacksonville offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel ran Seattle's offense before Schottenheimer. So a couple of ex-high-profile Seattle coaches now on the Jaguars staff on offense. We'll see if that makes a difference for the Cats from North Florida. Uh, the New England Patriots are fresh off of a 54-13 beatdown of the New York Jets, James, in Week 7. And the Los Angeles Chargers, maybe refreshed, are off of a bye week. And that one came off of a loss to the Baltimore Ravens, 34-6 to in Week 6. Now, Los Angeles is 4-2 and on the season with wins over Washington, the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Cleveland Browns. They lost to Dallas and, of course, the Baltimore Ravens. New England is at 3-4 and on the season, and their wins have come against the Jets twice and the Houston Texans. They are 1-3 and against the spread in their four losses, those coming to Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Dallas, and the Miami Dolphins. And I understand the move on the New England Patriots here. We saw this open up in favor of the Chargers by six points, and it's kind of been hopping back and forth throughout the week, but eventually settling in around four or four and a half. But when you run all the numbers, New England absolutely makes sense. And, and I'll tell you what, first of all, James, I do believe those numbers may be a little bit skewed on New England after what they did to the New York Jets last week. And then secondly, I think you do have to take a look at those teams they've beaten. The very worst teams in the league, the Jets twice and the Houston Texans. And then finally, the Chargers off of a bye and also trying to avenge that 45 to nothing loss that the Patriots handed them last season. Patriots haven't been on the road 
This is week eight. They played two road games. So I think this schedule makers really tried to make it advantageous for the New England Patriots to get off to a good start, in my opinion, just feeling like, all right, we know they don't have Tom Brady, but we still want Bill Belichick to be relevant and the New England Patriots to be relevant because ultimately because of all the success they've had for the last two decades. It's kind of a public team. We've seen them on we've seen them on plenty of primetime games early in the season. Well, Outside, of, you know, they had some heartbreaking losses, really heartbreaking loss to both Dallas and Tampa Bay. Very competitive games, but weren't able to make the final plays and finish off and win those football games. Now you're going to go on the road like you talked about beating down the Chargers last year, 45 to nothing. Justin Herbert, a rookie back then, completely different coaching staff back then as well. Now we talk about the Chargers on, on, on the other side coming off their bye week, and I think it was a bye week they really needed. Going into that bye week, they were playing at the Ravens. Well, the week before that was a very physical, very exciting, very emotional, and very physical game against the Cleveland Browns, and it took a lot of both the Browns and the Chargers, and we saw that. I love the Ravens in that spot a couple weeks back going for the Chargers before they're going into their bye. Well, they had some injuries too. Now, their second and third leading tacklers, safety Adderley and their linebacker Tranquil, they will be back for this contest. That's big because it was two rookies that had to step in their place in that game against the Ravens. So having their second and third leading tacklers, some veteran presence back there at those key positions is going to definitely give the Chargers a boost defensively. But I've been really impressed with what we've seen with Mac Jones. Now, I know we just talked about all the bad football teams they played, but they also played a really high-level competitive game against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that defense. And not that, the, not that the defense for the Dallas Cowboys is this great championship-level defense, but it was really a playoff feel to it. And Mac Jones held his own and made big, big plays in that game. I know he had the pick six the other way, came right back after it, went right back after Diggs, looking at his tendency to get him on a double move. That's some... That, there's some growth there that we're seeing from Mac Jones. So I'm not playing this game, Brady. I can make a case for either side, especially where that number was sitting at four and a half, five. I'm looking here now, and I see I see a lot of fours consensus. So definitely action coming in on the Patriots. But I think one other key injury to note, we mentioned the guys coming back defensively for the Chargers. Big injury on the offensive side. Austin Eckler did not practice on Thursday or Friday with that hip injury. To me, he's critical to that offense. He's their obviously their main runner, their main rusher to to loosen up those sec, loosen up that that secondary in the back seven for some play action throws. But also, he's a terrific receiver out of the backfield. Twenty seven receptions, three touchdowns, catching the ball this year. If he doesn't play, that's a big loss for the Chargers. I think he is going to go. Uh, I saw a quote from Brandon Staley earlier today that it didn't sound too serious. Um, you know, just it wasn't something that he injured in practice. I guess his hip is a little bit banged up, but Staley seemed pretty, uh, pretty positive. So it sounded to me from his language like Austin Eckler should be ready to go, still listed as questionable, not probable just yet, but we will see, and I agree with you, absolutely a uh, integral part to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers' uh, success or lack thereof in this contest. And, and I totally agree with you. I think this is a really tough game to call and I can make really good cases for both sides. Uh, I think you're going to see very evenly split action on this game. And I find it kind of interesting that the Circa Millions, the Patriots are one of the most popular plays, but in Circa Survivor, the Chargers. are. So, I mean, it, it seems like everybody's split on this contest. Um, here's a couple of notes for you. We often hear about Bill Belichick, how he performs against rookie quarterbacks. Well, how about rookie head coaches as well? He's 3-0 and straight up and 2-1 and against the spread this season against David Culley and Robert Sala already this season. Also, we know about the Patriots in that running game. They're going up against the worst running defense in the NFL this week. The Chargers giving up 5.4 yards per rush. We'll see how this one turns out. I'm looking forward to watching this one down in Southern California. We'll be right back with more in a moment on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have some great news for our Colorado based VSIN fans. We have partnered with Altitude Sports Radio, and starting Monday, all your favorite VSIN shows, including this one, can be heard live on Altitude Radio 950 AM in Denver, Colorado. We are really excited about this partnership that brings VSIN to a great sports city with a growing audience. For sports betting, tune in to hear VEASAN shows live on Altitude Radio, 9.50 a.m. in Denver. It's all starting on Monday. Can't wait for that. And that, of course, is in your neck of the woods, Mr. Salinas, Brady Cannon, and James Salinas with you here inside the Pro Football Blitz. And let's talk about the Denver Broncos, James. They are next up on the Week 8 card here in the Nevada rotation. They're back home in the Mile High City off of extra rest. They lost their fourth game in a row on Thursday night, last Thursday night, to the Cleveland Browns, and they will host the Washington football team, who stumbles in at 2-5. and five. They have lost three straight. Now, James, you are right there up close and personal to this Denver Broncos team. What is the buzz around town? What are your thoughts? I, I know... This team, of course, the Washington football team has some issues as well, but the Denver Broncos, they got out to that hot start. Now they've lost four in a row. What are your thoughts on this team? It still feels to me like they are a pretty decent team and that Washington, their opponent, is not. There's a lot of talent on that Denver Broncos roster on both sides of the football. Talk about the skill position players that they have, a lot of young players, but very talented players. Also, drafted Devontae Williams running the football and then on the other side they invested a lot of money in that secondary and they and you still have Von Miller on this team however there's a number of injuries to that team so let's let's talk about the Denver side first for the for the defense and defensively we their linebackers they've got they've got seven linebackers on injury reserve they're out. They're gone. They had to make trades. They're pulling guys in two weeks ago to play the Cleveland Browns. We saw how that impacted the Denver Broncos defense going against that that zone blocking scheme and the cutback. Guys were not disciplined. They were not prepared on the short week to be able to combat that, even though Cleveland was really banged up on their running game. They were able to really exploit the, the linebacker situation for the Denver Broncos due to injury. Well, the lone starter that they have, Von Miller, really the, the last leader and the, the holdover from their Super Bowl six years ago he did not practice he got hurt in that first half against the cleveland browns here at his ankle he did not practice at all this week and was spotted on friday in a walking boot now it says he's questionable he says ah, i'm feeling better i'm ready to get after it i just i don't see it i don't see it happen even if he does come out you've been in a walking boot this week you're going to go out there and, and get after the quarterback and be able to compete i just think denver defensively on that side of the football really banged up in the middle of the field and for washington not so much the injury bug to the Washington defense, but really maybe just the uh, thinking about how did they come in overconfident, thinking about how they played in the second half of the season last year was all about that front four and the great pressure that they consistently got after the quarterback. Well, we're not seeing that this year. 
you want to look at any kind of metrics out there, Brady, you can you'll find Washington on the defensive side at the bottom of every category where they're worse than the league when it comes to giving up yards per game and or passing yards per game and points per game. I mean, you name it. This is just such a disappointing season so far for that Washington football team, considering the amount of talent that they have on the defensive side. I just think these are these are two teams that where do they play for now? I think it's real clear neither of these teams are any good. And I feel like this is going to be a game where we're going to see some points. I think Denver's going to be able to exploit that Washington defense, just like everybody else has so far this season, Brady. And I think on the other side, because of all the injuries to the Broncos side, uh, Taylor Heineke just keeps growing and growing, getting more opportunities to to make plays, both running and passing the football. The line was set at four. Or the total was set at 44. One thing about the weather, there was supposed to be a big winter stores, snowstorm coming in here to Denver a few days back for Halloween. Kids are going to have to bundle up. It's going to be freezing cold. <laughs> not the case. That did not materialize it's going to be perfect fall football weather it's going to be mid 40s no wind it's going to be great hitting weather in this game and i think both teams offensively are going to be able to hit some big plays so that's where i'm playing i'm playing the total in this game over 44 for the broncos and the washington football team yeah i think that makes sense i think the broncos are really due for a get right game i i made the line in this game four and a half in favor of the Broncos. Now, when I crunch all my numbers, they don't really back up the four and a half. Uh, it comes in uh, lighter than that. So what I did here is I played the Denver Broncos on the money line. Uh, you saw in our best bets segment, I uh, coupled that with the Philadelphia Eagles on the money line as well in a two-team money line parlay. Jerry Judy is back in the lineup, and you talk about offensively, these teams going up and down the field. I think Judy could add a little spark for this offense. He's been out since, what, about week two, it seems like, James. Teddy Bridgewater and that offense has really been stalling as of late and now back on their home field uh, against a very weak opponent who we know continues to let teams convert on third down. It just feels like a good spot for me uh, for the Denver Broncos here, and we have really hammered this home on this show, James, and, and the stat just keeps on growing to the negative for the Washington football team. They are now 0-11 straight up and 0-10-1 against the spread over the last three years when Brandon Sheriff is not there when he's out of the lineup across that offensive line. He may return next week, but it looks like he will not be in action again for the Washington football team this week. And here's one more interesting note for you uh, as far as the woes of Washington. As a play caller, offensive coordinator Scott Turner is 4-17 and straight up 5-15-1 against the spread when Alex Smith is not his quarterback. <laughs> think about where we're at here with this Washington football team. I just feel like there's a disconnect, and I think we're looking at – I think that's a good word. What's going I, I, on I agree Denver. with that, James. Every, I think that's a good word, disconnect. There, and it's a disconnect between – we've seen all these young coaches come in the league and some of them being a little more innovative, very – and man, some of these got fourth and fourth down, fourth and four at our own thirty-three. We're going for it. We're not afraid to roll the dice. We we're we're at Circus Sports. We're getting after it on the craps table. We're not afraid to gamble. And there's times to do that, and there's times where maybe you want to punt the football. But we have some old school coaches here on both sides of the for both teams coming into this game. You think about the Washington football team and and Ron Rivera, and, and good for him. Everything that he's accomplished over his career and what he had to deal with with the cancer going on last year and really having to deal with the culture of the dysfunction that is the Washington football team franchise and really was able to write that last year to have a competitive season. But that's not carrying over to this year. Neither is Jack Del Rio. I'm not seeing anything defensively where they're making any kind of adjustments. It's just like, hey, man, this is what we've been doing for 40 years in this league. It's worked for us in the past, and we're just going to continue to be stubborn and just keep doing the same thing repeatedly. And it's almost like the same thing on the other side for the Denver Broncos. Pat Shermer, offensive coordinator for the Broncos, I don't have any idea where they're not running the football with more consistency. They have both, not only with, with the running attack that they have with the offensive line which has gotten better over the last from where they were two years ago but I really like this Javante Williams kid the, Love the that guy. Pick rookie from North Carolina kid can, he plays hard he runs hard he's a bruiser he's got speed and then they just get they, he gets a rhythm they go and then they get away from it and let's let's have Teddy Bridgewater drop back sitting in shotgun dropping back repeatedly gotta have some balance and I don't know uh, there's times where you just see Schirmer on the sideline and it looks like he is 
This is not 1984. The game has changed. And Vic Fangio, your linebackers, this is not the Dome Patrol that you had back in the 80s there in New, in New Orleans with those studs, all those guys going to the Hall of Fame. You're picking up bodies off the street right now, having to make week, weekly trades to try to plug some folks in. I just think that's where there's a disconnect. Maybe there's a, there's a generational disconnect with both of these coaches, and in particular, more so on the Broncos side, really. The message is just not being heard. I don't see this team. Just, they're just not the the game plans going in are really head scratchers for the Denver Broncos but here I think this is an opportunity for that offense to be able to get right they want to keep slinging the football around all the time this is the team to do it against with that gives up more than 300 yards passing per game the Washington football team that's why I really like the over in this spot I tell you what James you talk about some of these old school coaches maybe being stuck in their ways and not able to adapt and change and maybe that goes into exactly those numbers we see on Washington offensive coordinator Scott Turner so unsuccessful with any other quarterback than Alex Smith the guy the guy can't adjust and he can't adapt to a new player maybe that is a reasoning behind some of those new uh those uh, numbers that are in futility there for Mr. Scott Turner. Good matchup, James, in the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will visit the Big Easy to take on the New Orleans Saints, and New Orleans got a win up in Seattle on Monday night coming out of their bye week. The Tampa Bay train, they keep rolling as they just shellack the Chicago Bears in Week 7. 38-3, your final score there. The Bucks are atop the division at 6-1. and one. Saints are at 4-2. and two. We talked about this being dueling revenge here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being swept by the Saints in the regular season last year, and then they returned the favor as they beat the Saints in the playoffs when it looked like the Saints had control of that game uh, late into the second half. I made this number 4.5 in favor of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It opened up at 5 and got as high as 6, and right now currently the consensus number is 4.5 with the total at 49 and a half. The Super Bowl champs down in the Big Easy, James. We'll get your thoughts on the other side. Anything initial here before we go to break? I just think that I'm looking forward to the battle in the trenches on both sides of the football. Love Tampa Bay's offensive line against that defensive front for the New Orleans Saints. And then the other side is the big piece for me here for my handicap. Number of injuries on that offensive line for the New Orleans Saints going into this matchup against that interior front four for the Tampa Bay Bucks. All right, we'll dive in further on the other side as we continue right here on the Pro Football Blitz. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz, winding down the program here and winding down the card for Week 8 in the NFL. We haven't quite made it to Monday night, still wrapping up Sunday here, the Sunday section of Week 8 in the NFL, and we introduced the uh, game, I think one of the most intriguing games on the schedule. couple pretty good games this week, James. I, I think the Chargers and the Patriots is very cool. You talked about the Browns and the Steelers. Good divisional matchup here. Another good divisional matchup here with first place against second place, like we have with the Colts and the Titans up in Indianapolis. This one will go down in the Big Easy uh, between the Saints and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we talked about this with Bill Belichick and the Patriots going out on the road for only the second time this season, I think it is. Oh, actually, the third time this season. This is only the second home game for the Saints. I know you and I both were on the Saints against the New York Giants way back when, when the Giants pulled off that upset. Saints were up by 11 points with seven minutes left to go in the fourth quarter and let that one slip away. Uh, but I like the New Orleans Saints side here. You mentioned the injury to Andrews Pete along that offensive line, and and I hate to see that. Uh, he is an outstanding offensive line player. You mentioned Aaron McCoy, uh, Eric McCoy uh, and also Taron Armstead. They got both of those guys back 
in that game against Seattle. Um, but I think this is going to be a war in the trenches. We know that New Orleans Saints defense is really good. We know the Tampa Bay secondary is banged up, but their offense is pretty tough to stop. Yeah, I'm not playing the side here. You talked about the offensive line. I think that's the concern for me with the Saints is, yeah, with Pete being gone, now Throckmorton's going from right guard back to left guard, and they're moving Ruiz, who was playing center because McCoy was out, and he was playing center. Now he's going to right guard. Armstead has been in and out of the lineup, too. The only one that's been consistent throughout the entire season on the offensive line to start and finish games is Ryan Ramchick. That's it. So I think that's, for me, that's the biggest concern is because you've just had all these moving pieces up front we know what the Saints need to be they need to run the football and they did that last week with Alvin Kamara now he had a tremendous game receiving the football really took got got out in space against those linebackers and was able to exploit that the back seven in a sense for the Seattle Seahawks with so many big plays in the passing game but struggled to run the football 20 carries 51 yards only in that game and I think that's what's happened with this the the offensive lines a part of it but also Alvin Kamara's not one he's not been one to go and pound the ball 20 times plus per game in the run game he had 30 touches last week that's a lot of touches they went out and traded for Mark Ingram from the Texans so they bring Mark Ingram back now he should fit in right right away because he knows the system he played there for a number of years very successful years running the football for the New Orleans Saints back then so he's coming over and I think that's going to help really spell Alvin Kamara from having to carry the load running the football but on the other side of this here you look at the the Saints defensively I mean, very physical game that we saw last week against the Seattle Seahawks, and that's how they play. They play a lot of they play a lot of two men undercover, so they're going to get up and check you, and they're going to keep those safeties high, so you're not going to beat them over the top. No Antonio Brown again for Tom Brady to lift the top of the defense off, and now it's going to be the Mike Evans versus Marshawn Lattimore show. We saw it last week with Lattimore getting after it and getting into it, and kind of lost his poise a couple times with a couple uh, unsportsmanlike conduct flags of hitting guys late, being the second guy late to the party you're always going to get busted but uh, going against DK Metcalf well it's the same thing with Mike Evans now Mike Evans has not had good success going up against Marshawn Lattimore one reception on 96 snaps when he's been on that side of the field has been Marshawn Lattimore so it's going to be an interesting matchup to see what do they do with Mike Evans to move him around especially with no Antonio Brown we'll see if Gronk comes back he got those crack ribs back in that Tampa or in that uh, New or- the New England game He's he's been limited this week I suspect he'll get out there and play but I just think this is going to be such a physical game on for both of these teams. Levante David for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should be back on the field, and we know what a game wrecker he can be. Very similar to Mario Davis as the tough linebacker for the New Orleans Saints. I think this is just going to be a hammer fest. I love watching football games like this. The only play I made is I did bet the Bucks, or I took the total, and I bet the total under 50 and a half. I think the Bucks will be able to, as far as their passing games, they'll find some holes out there, but I don't trust Jameis Winston to be able to match up. I think it's going to be a ball control game for the Saints to try to keep Tom Brady on the sideline there. 50 and a half points. I know it's down to 49, so I didn't make it a best bet because I got the better number, but I'm not going to put it out there as a best bet when it's already moved a point and a half. But I like the I like this game to go under. I think it's going to be a tremendous game to watch and it's going to feel like it's going to it's going to feel like a playoff game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well, and I think the under makes a lot of sense. You talk about trying to keep Tom Brady in that offense off the field, and they add Mark Ingram to that running game to try and do that, to get that clock ticking and run the ball uh, behind that offensive line, the New Orleans Saints. I imagine that is a big part of the plan, and possibly attack that defensive secondary that's still a little banged up for the Tampa Bay Bucks as well. James, I know you're a guy that likes to look at the locker room and the mood of a team and leadership, and you kind of like body language and that type of thing. I think the Mark Ingram move... Uh, is a shot in the arm in all of those regards, in, in all of those categories for the New Orleans Saints. I think that's a really good move. And, you know, besides being able to spell uh, Alvin Kamara a little bit, I think he is that locker room guy and gives them a little bit of spirit as well. Absolutely. He brings an edge. He's a dog and he brings that edge with him, right? He's the alpha that comes and brings it in that into that locker room and on the offensive side of the field. And they're looking for that leadership. Now with Drew Brees being gone, I know Jameis, is, he, he's trying to step into that role, but those are big shoes to fill. I know Brees was on the downside of his career, but you look at the overall body of work. That's a guy who's going to the Hall of Fame. That's a big shoes to fill for Jameis Winston to step in and be that leader, both 
in the locker room and on the field. So I think it's a great move to pick up Mark Ingram at this point. And I think you you saw it last week. Now, Evan Kamara, this is his his lowest per carry average this season that he's had in his career, and he's been taking a beating. I mean, he had 30 touches last week, both 10 receptions and, and 20 carries, and he got tagged on a lot of those. And I think they know that, yeah, Kamara's a great player, but we cannot continue to have him touching the ball 30 times a game. He's not going to last 17 games in this league. So, Great move by Sean Payton and that New Orleans that New Orleans team to be able to pick up Mark Ingram. And it's just a fire sale right now for the Texans. They're just starting all over. So the fact that they were able to get him, I think that's a big piece. And he's gonna know the offense. He was he's been he was there for a number of years. So he steps it's the same offense they've been running. Uh, with Drew Brees, obviously some of it has changed. The one thing about this though, too, is you're not gonna have a, due to concussion again, Taysom Hill will not be in this game. So you're not gonna have those different packages. I think that for somebody like Tampa Bay to prepare for for Todd Bowles, not going to have to deal with that. They're just dealing with Jameis Winston in this matchup. So I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be such a physical football game. My kind of football, Brady. Yeah, I was actually surprised to see that Taysom Hill will still not be back for the New Orleans Saints. That's two games in a row that he's missed now. And you could really see uh, the fact that he was missing in that Monday night game against the Seattle Seahawks. You could kind of tell when they were in the red zone, they really missed him a lot. We'll see how much effect that has in week two of being without Taysom Hill for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, James, Sunday night football will feature two NFC East, or excuse me, feature the NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys visiting the Minnesota Vikings, who sit at three and three, and they are at second, or they are in second place in the NFC North, trailing the Green Bay Packers. Both teams are off of a bye here, and both teams went into their bye off of victories. Uh, the line movement has been pretty crazy in this game all week. I made the Cowboys a three-point favorite, and it opened up at two, and then it was bet up to two and a half, and then down towards the Minnesota side, and then we saw speculation that Dak Prescott may not get the start with a calf injury, and the line has really moved in Minnesota's favor ever since. Now they're a three-point favorite, and we have seen some stores come down to two and a half with a little bit of buyback on the Cowboys side, but really back and forth line movement, a couple of better teams in the National Football League, Minnesota and the Dallas Cowboys. Which way are you going here, James? I'm not going to do anything until we know exactly what's going to go on with Dak Prescott. I think it's because you talked about all the line movement and the speculation that he's not going to play. Maybe he doesn't play. What's really interesting to me, Brady, is the total really didn't move. I think it opened at 50, 50 and a half, 51, went up to around 53. It's sitting at 52 and a half right now. That's a big impact. If Dak Prescott is not on the field for the Dallas Cowboys, how does that impact the total? We talk about how much is a player worth to the line, to the side. How much is a player worth to the total? To me, that's the play. If if you can get in there, you can figure out if if you think he's not playing, you have to me at least. I'd bet the total. I'm looking at the team total it's sitting at 24 and a half. Cooper Rush going to have to make his first appearance in getting out there on the field since he's been. I think he, last time he threw threw a football in the NFL was back in 2017. He only threw three attempts in garbage time. Yeah, that would be, for me, that's probably the route I'd go, but i got to know for sure whether Prescott's playing or not before I get involved with this game. Cooper Rush, indeed, the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, we'll talk about this game more in a moment. On the other side, we'll talk about the Sunday Nighter and the Monday Nighter as we wrap up the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all of the action. Visit slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That is the Sports Betting National Championship coming up next weekend. You can check it out at vcin.com slash SBNC. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz, wrapping up another edition as we dive in and dissect Week 8 in the NFL, and we have gotten to the Sunday nighter between the Minnesota Vikings and the Dallas Cowboys, and we talked about all of the volatile line movement, the speculation you mentioned, James. Uh, you know, you could really have a good position in this game uh, in the land of teasers. I personally have a teaser leg with the Minnesota Vikings up to plus 8.5. That was early in the week when they were catching 2.5 points. Now you could also have the Dallas Cowboys at plus 8.5 on a teaser leg. You could tease both sides of this game, possibly. I don't know if, you, if you'd be able to make them separately, but you know what I mean here. You could have both teams plus 8.5 here, James, and I think that's a pretty good position now, here in the Circa Millions contest, the Minnesota Vikings were the number one most popular pick. And that's not surprising at all because on the stale line there that comes out on Thursday, the Vikings were getting a point and a half. Now, of course, in real time here, they're favored by two and a half or three points. So certainly a line value move. But James, otherwise, I really kind of see even action on this game. I, I think there are opinions. I mean, you know the Sunday night game is one of the biggest handled games of the entire weekend. Uh, I think there's going to be opinions heavily on both sides of this contest. I think so too. And so let's just let's just assume that Dak Prescott is going to play because I think it's a completely obviously a completely different handicap if Rush plays in there and first start in there. They're going to have to run the football. Well, we've been seeing the Dallas Cowboys run the football aside from the first game in Tampa opening night Thursday night with the defending champs and it was a shootout by both teams and Dak Prescott slinging the football all around the yard and then coming up short did the Dallas Cowboys in that great game but thinking about what the Dallas Cowboys have done since that game They've been pounding the football, and they've been doing it collectively. Uh, they've averaged 185 yards on the ground in the five games since. So they're finding that balance with Tony Pollard. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott starting to look like the Zeke Elliott from the past. The last few games, too, running the football and getting him. He's getting himself fed and feeding that running appetite. But the, the, the other piece with that with the balance, too, is that 
Prescott is still, he's not throwing for as many yards. Now, he had a, a huge game throwing all over the yard against the New England Patriots their last game before the bye, which was right when he hurt that calf, basically right at the end of the game. But he's thrown three touchdowns, at least three TD passes in five of the Cowboys' six games. So, I mean, what is he to the point spread? We've seen that from where they open at two and a half or so, now sitting at three with speculation that he's not playing. Now that's jumped five points, roughly five and a half points, depending on where it opened. But what's so interesting to me is that the total did not move. And I think that's where I'd want to get involved here. We'll see what it looks like as, as the game gets closer, but we'll see how quickly that total gets adjusted if if Dak does not play. But thinking about the Minnesota side, that defense, Brady, it's kind of like night and day. Their pass rush, one of the best in the NFL. Danielle Hunter is terrific pass rusher. The Vikings have 21 sacks in just six games, so they're right up there at the top of the NFL when it comes to getting after the quarterback. But they're also one of the worst game, one of the worst teams when it comes to stopping the run. They are allowing basically almost 130 yards per per game on the ground. So, strength versus weakness, weakness versus strength. It's so much of it. There's so many things to unpack here. But for me, I'm not playing this game or that total until I have a better idea of what's going to happen with Dak Prescott. And they talk about a game time decision. Well, you'll know 90 minutes prior to kickoff with the inactive report. You know, it's interesting with this situation we have here, James, and of course you've been playing in contests long enough to know that you've witnessed this before, and we actually saw it earlier this week. We've seen it a couple times this season already. When you have a big shift, uh, earlier in the week on Thursday night, it was because of COVID. The Green Bay Packers, they were missing Devonta Adams. They were missing a number of players because of COVID or injury or what have you, and we saw that line really get out of control and everybody kind of shifts and reacts to that side that is, uh, you know, now uh, missing players due to whatever the circumstances are. And what happens? The Green Bay Packers win the game. And, you know, it kind of feels like maybe take a shot with the Dallas Cowboys here. What if Dak Prescott pay, uh, plays? Even if he doesn't, it seems like you get that seismic shift in the line and the market just, you know, flocks to that side. And the other team comes out and wins. We saw it recently with the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns. You know, Cliff Kingsbury's not going to be there. Chandler Jones not going to be there. All this COVID stuff going on. Oh, my gosh. You know, the Cleveland Browns are going to kill this team. Not the case. Maybe it's somewhat a sense of a letdown for that opponent where these key players are not playing. Now, I think in the Arizona case, yeah, not a letdown there because the one player that was we knew was going to be on the field that was Mr. Aaron Rodgers, so he was going to be out there. It doesn't matter who he's throwing the football to. He can throw it underhand. He is going to keep you competitive, and, and yeah, that number went way – I got it at seven. I mean, the fact that you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, he's still healthy and on the uh, playing out there with a team that had, was kind of banged up defensively. Yeah, so it's to me it's really situational and circumstantial. So in this case here, I think – with the Cowboys, if it is Cooper Rush, it's probably just going to be a no play for me because we don't have any track record with the Cooper Rush outside of the fact that Dallas will go back to run the football. But now can you creep your safeties? Absolutely. You can bring your safeties down and be able to play more, less less of the less coverage and more man coverage and get after it up there and bring eight, nine guys in the box, dare Cooper Rush to have to beat you over the top and be accurate and consistent on the road on Sunday night. So I think the quarterback position, that's the piece for me where if it's Dak Prescott and not available, I don't know if I'm ready to jump on the Cowboys side just because I think that they're going to rally. They're going to compete regardless, but I think here for the Minnesota Vikings, this is a team that needs to right themselves. Not off to a good start so far this season. Really lucky to win a couple of games. Really some heartbreaking losses with the kicking game. Thinking about the Arizona game that they lost early in the season and very fortunate to be able to come back and beat the Detroit Lions. So they kind of balance those things out, but this is the team that needs to get themselves right because right now uh, they're, they're seeing... Green Bay in those standings continue to climb. The Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins is two and seven straight up and three and six against the spread versus the Dallas Cowboys. He's also six and thirteen straight up in his career in primetime games. All right, James, the Monday nighter. We have reached the finish line here. And what to do about those Kansas City Chiefs? We talked about this early in the program. You know, it's the haves and the have-nots in this NFL season 2021, and there's only a handful of teams, it seems, that are in the middle or you would consider average. And and I wonder if you put the Kansas City Chiefs into that category. Uh, they have really had a mess of a start to this season. Um, the Giants are also reeling from injury, and we know the Giants are probably clearly in the bad, the have-nots end of things as far as categorizing all these teams in the NFL. Kadarius Tony and Sterling Shepard, it looks like they are going to play, but Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay 
are out for the New York Giants. I made this line seven, James, and it opened up ten in favor of Kansas City. It was bet down pretty quickly to nine and a half, and now we've started to see it tick up to 10 once again. Uh, this Chiefs team has been so disappointing this season. They're turning the ball over at an alarming rate, James. We know the Giants have had plenty of issues. We also know that they're in their best role when they are an underdog on the road. But what do you do here with this game? A lot of points, a bad team, a team that maybe is average and is really disappointing. I think this one's tough to figure out. It is tough to figure out. You think about we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs and are they sitting there at average? They're they're average to below average at every sing every single position unit on that field except for the quarterback position and for Patrick Mahomes really having to play hero ball trying to make up for the fact that they don't run the football it's a bad offense well below offense well below average offensive line well below average defense that he has to make up for because they can't get stops and their opponents are constantly putting points on the board and so Mahomes has to try to make things happen and that's what he is that's what they pay him for the half you know the half billion dollar player whatever crazy amount that he's making that's what they pay him for is to have to go make something out of nothing well he can't do it all by himself and he can't go out and make tackles and play coverage in the backside and he can't go up and block and and pick up blitzes on the front end and and hold on to the football and catch the ball because some of those interceptions I know he's thrown a lot of interceptions but there's a lot of them touch it catch it right in the hands of Tyreek Hill a couple of them that I can remember on that that Bills game on on that Sunday night that he couldn't catch and resulted in an interception the other way for the Bills but I think here until the Chiefs start to show any kind of sense of defense here that's not a team I'm going to be laying I'm not laying 10 points with this team I think the Giants they play better away from MetLife Stadium regardless of the fact that they were able to beat a Panthers team I feel like they play better on the road than they do and they're more competitive on the road than they are at home it's not a good football team it's not probably one I want to bet and probably won't get involved here but I think for the Chiefs I mean you're hearing Tyron Matthew talking about well this Chiefs you know the the Chiefs fan base is is they're spoiled and they have too high expectations. You know what, Brady? When you do something extraordinary, that becomes the norm and that becomes the expectation. You want to win a Super Bowl, that's the expectation going forward. So you're going to have to learn how to deal with that. In this case here, I'm not playing the Chiefs laying 10 points on Monday night. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes has 11 turnovers in his last six games. That is going to do it for us. Thank you very much, Mr. Salinas. Enjoy your NFL Sunday with all of us right here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.